The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today. My Redeemer is faithful and true. The most awarded artist in Christian music history, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And I feel like my journey has kind of been that. It's been one foot, you know, in, in, in both in this very broken real world, but longing for heaven, heaven and trying to use the gifts that God's given me to point people in that direction, to share my, my journey. It's so good. Oh, I don't think so. See, we got a guy that's won more Grammys than anybody. Yeah. I told the whole that's audience. That's not you. No. <laughs> Why do you make fun of my singing? Well, sometimes truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to happen? I'll tell you. It's going to set you back. It's going to set you back. When we get to heaven, you listen to me sing the first year. That's right. Because I'm going to flat be able to sing in heaven. You believe that? I, yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> it's maybe too big a miracle. Still, it's still hard yeah. to imagine. Okay, welcome Stephen Curtis Chapman oh. to life today. Turn this out here. I want one of the cameras to come in and let me see him up pretty mm -hmm. tight here. Get a camera that can come on in on him. Now, now here's what I told him when I held it up. We had we had dinner before we came out. And you may be watching this early in the morning. You may still have on your pajamas. A lot of people say, I'm glad I can see you. Glad you can't see me. Mm -hmm. You watch it all through the day. But we tape in the evening. And we'd love you to come be in one of the tapings. But I, I'm saying to uh, Stephen and the, and the group that was with us, Franklin Graham happened to be there with us. And I said, I see glory. I, I see the glory of God on a father, a father that lost a child. And this is the story. This is his story, the Lord's story in him between heaven and the real world. I just got to hear him tell me what he's talking about, the real world. Okay, Stephen, what are you saying here between heaven and the real world? What's, what's that mean yeah. to you when you say that? Well, I, um, it's good to be back with you guys and thank you for, for what you do. And um, you will appreciate this because you all have been amazing examples of people who've been committed with your life and with the gifts that God has entrusted you to try to bring God's presence um, and reality into the real world where people are living, where you're living, where we're living. Um, I have, for as long as I can remember, um, that's what I've wanted to do with the gifts that God's given me, uh, writing songs and, and playing music early early on. First song I wrote was, uh, I was 15, 16 years old. I tell the story about uh, growing up in Paducah, Kentucky, uh, in a family that didn't really, you know, we grew up in the buckle of the Bible belt, so we didn't, they, they, my parents grew up in church, but they weren't walking with the Lord, and I get to share just the transformation that took place in my family's life, um, and, and watching 
God really transformed and changed my, my parents, uh, watching us go from a family that were a lot of trouble, a lot of struggles to just my dad who didn't have a father. Uh, whenever those troubles would come, we'd end up on our knees together and I'd hear my dad pray, God, I don't know how to do this, but I know you can give me wisdom. You're the father uh, to, to all fathers. You can show me how to do this. How old when you started having that kind of connection with what was going on? I was seven, seven years old, seven, eight years old. But I started writing songs and I started, I realized early on that God, I, people would tell me, you have a, God's given you a talent, given you a gift. And, and I was really- Was it the writing then at first? It, at first it was just singing. I sang with my family. Okay. I grew up singing in church with my family. Um, but I think even then I began to see, even as a little boy, the impact, the, the change in the real world that I lived in that had a lot of friction and a lot of, you know, they were fighting and, and arguing. But I began to see when God's word was brought in, when, when, when there was prayer and when seeking God was brought into the middle of that, it brought peace into the chaos. It brought, brought purpose into this kind of craziness that was going on in my family. And that began to mark me even as a young man. Um, I began to write songs to really with a prayer that I would kind of understand as time went on that there was this desire to come to know who God is and then to make him known with the gifts that he had given me. And so throughout my journey, um, and it's been an amazing, amazing journey, and I began to look back on it and see that throughout my life, and God allowed me to, to get to know a man that I know you were dear friends with as well, Chuck Colson, who had such an impact in the lives of so many people. Um, I got to go into prisons, into death row cell blocks with him and minister to inmates. I had a chance to go to the jungles of Ecuador where Jim Elliott and Nate Saint and those men were, were martyred and killed trying to take the gospel. I began to go and see these places and go to these places in my journey in my life that were very much the real world of brokenness and pain. And, and yet in those places, see how incredibly God had, had shown up yeah. in, in such a profound way. And I feel like my journey has kind of been that. It's been one foot you know, in, in, in both in this very broken real world, but longing for having, he heaven and trying to use the gifts that God's given me to point people in that direction, to share my, my journey, um, realizing that there's a whole lot that's really unfixable. I wanted to call the book Unfixable, actually, when I started, because I feel like so much of my story, I began to realize, uh, even as I was born in, into uh, my my family, my mom and dad were at a place, and I share a lot about this, to really, about to decide to give up on their marriage. It was just not working, and, and it, my older brother uh, had, had, was born, but they were, and they made this really strange decision to either, they said, we, I think we should either get a divorce, or what if we have another child? Um, and maybe that will help somehow kind of fix this. You were that fixed? I was born into that situation. I kind of came riding in, I mean, literally. And, and obviously that's a, very much a, a double-edged sword because I would realize throughout my life that a whole lot of my struggles have been trying to fix everything sure. that's broken yeah. in the world. Mm -hmm. And having to constantly realize that, you know, that, that only God can do that. And, and as, as I have gone on in my journey, um, you know, ultimately, and we were together talking about this, I think the last time we were together and you guys since we were together have walked this road as well of, you Where's know, the ultimate job? unfixable in my life 
And the ultimate place of having to trust God with brokenness was uh, losing our little girl Maria and, and how uh, that, you know, as well as many other chapters in my personal story have brought me to a place to realize that the most profound places that God's shown up in my life have been in those places where I can't fix it and I have to. It's almost like my pastor says, we don't really ever cry Abba, Father, until we first cry Uncle, until we're at a point where we, we have to just say, God, I, I give up. I can't, I can't do this. I need you. Um, but it was standing at, in Vanderbilt Hospital, having heard the news that our little girl uh, had gone to be with Jesus. And I, I had never really shared this, and I share in detail in, this, in the book of that experience of, of standing in the most, uh, the darkest place I, I would have never even imagined standing with my wife with me, determined to pray until my little girl started breathing again. That's what I went in. I knew the news was probably not going to be good. I was determined to go in and pray until they dragged me out of there just to say, I'm not leaving until God gives our little girl back to us. And, and as my wife put her hand on my back and said, sweetheart, um, just whispered to me that I really, I think she's with Jesus and we need to let her go. And, and I, as clearly as we're sitting here talking right now, um, I, I've, I was standing at the door of eternity. It is absolutely real. Um, and I even spoke to all the doctors and I, and I, not because I felt like it was a moment for me to make a statement or be, you know, a, a strong Christian. It was the first thing that came out of me was just, you know, you, you stand here often as doctors and surgeons and people who experience this. And I hope you don't miss the reality of where you're standing. We're standing at the threshold, the door of heaven, eternity. It's what we were all made for. It's what God created us for. We're all gonna stand at this place. And my hope is that you would know the one who gives me and my wife hope to know that the story's not over yet. Mm -hmm. The story is not over yet. And, uh, right. Well, there is something when you lose someone, that a child or a loved one like that, it does make heaven more precious mm. to you. But yeah. I feel like at the same time, God says, I want to bring heaven here on earth mm. through you as an example. You're my, you're my child and as a charge to you as my child, I want heaven to live in you that it might flow over to others so that they will receive Jesus themselves. Yeah. Wow. Well, tell us about the song you're going to sing. Mm. Well, I've, uh, I've written a lot of them over the years, but uh, a lot of people have asked me uh, over the years, if you could, what's your favorite song? That's a common question, and I really can't answer that because they come from all the different little moments and chapters and, uh, you know, my, my family and my precious bride, Mary Beth, who by the grace of God, you know, <laughs> we're 32 years and, and going strong. Um, and... Uh, but there's one song that I've always said, well, I'll put it like this. If I, had, if I had just enough breath left in my lungs, if I was told, okay, you can sing one more song, of all the ones you've ever written, what would it be? And uh, it's a song immediately I, I could answer that with the song that um, I wrote. It was on my very first album, in, interestingly enough, and has just carried all through the years. That just simply says, my Redeemer is faithful and true. <laughs> Y'all want to hear him sing yeah. about the faithful and true?
As I look back on this road I've traveled I see so many times he's carried me through And if there's one thing that I've learned in my life My Redeemer is faithful and true My Redeemer is faithful and true And everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true My heart rejoices when I read the promise And there's a place that I'm preparing for you I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face Cause my Redeemer is faithful and true My Redeemer is faithful and true And everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies My Redeemer is faithful and true. And in every situation, He has proved His love for me. When I lack the understanding, He gives more grace to me. My Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Jesus is faithful and true. absolute truth. You know, I think this is just phenomenal. Your story is, what do you want to happen? If you can just say a simple thing, people get the book. Mm -hmm. And you can get it online, you can yeah. get in the bookstores now. I mean, go yeah. get it. Yeah. What do you hope happens as they journey with you? Well, I, my life has been marked, my life of faith has been marked uh, in so many ways by the stories of, of followers of Jesus, I mean, Scripture throughout. And I'm so thankful that God didn't edit out the, the messy parts and the, and the ugly parts. I mean, the man after God's own heart, David, that's, mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, a scoundrel. I mean, you read, you know, through, through the story and there's so much hope in that. And I'm so thankful God didn't, well, we're going to edit out those parts so you only get to see the, you know, the glowing moments. And my hope in sharing the story, because I wrestled a lot with it, because a lot of me was, you know, I would think, why would I want to invite people into this and ask them to take the time, sit down and read this if I'm just going to tell them some stories. But, you know, why would I ask somebody to take that journey? And it's because step after step, God has proven that he is a God who is, is for and with me. I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. Uh, There's no way I could sing that song uh, were it not for the grace sure. of God. Every breath, every step. And hopefully by taking that, that journey, sharing those, mm -hmm. those amazing mountains beyond anything I ever imagined, that God does more than we ask or imagine. How's a kid from Paducah, Kentucky get to play on the stage at Carnegie Hall besides <laughs> practice, 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 like the joke goes. But, you know, by the grace of God. But then to walk through you know, the darkest valleys and to be able to tell, here's how God carried me and carried my family and I, and this is the only reason I could share this story. My hope is that those watching, those that will read it, would find themselves in those pages and say, if God's faithful in that, in that part of his story, then God can be faithful in, in this chapter of my story. That's You'll my say hope. thanks to God for the yeah. week. He's worked through Thanks for blessing us. You, uh, you really have blessed us. Now, Stephen, we're going to do something that blesses people beyond words. Uh, I don't hesitate to ask you to help. Let me show you what your availability to God to become a miracle in somebody's life. You never thought you could be like a New Testament miracle. You can be. You can be the answer to many mothers' prayer and heart cry. You can be the answer to children having a life they never imagined. Watch. Our mission team sees many heartbreaking needs while on location. So it's especially rewarding to show viewers the profound impact your partnership with us has had in people's lives. Like this dedication of a fresh water well. Families whose only choice was to drink contaminated water will now have permanent access to clean and safe water for the first time in their lives. But many live in areas that are simply inaccessible to our drilling rigs. There are places up in the mountain areas especially where they cannot get well drilling rigs. The sources that they get this water from is just like mud puddles, it's full of germs. There's a shot of their water that they would bring to their home to give their children on a daily, weekly basis. Recently, though, our missions director was shown a solution to this problem, and we think it's a game changer. Life has been given an opportunity to bring these water filtration systems into the mountains. This is the part that's going to clean the water into beautiful, life-giving water. And so we put the filter on, it screws on real easy, and within just a few minutes, they'll have beautiful, clean water. They're no longer bringing water that's killing their child. They can get water that brings life to their child. Incredibly, this filter system transforms dirty water into clean water. And clean water is what we want every child to have. Along with drilling freshwater wells, this filter system represents powerful solutions to a problem God is using us all to help solve. One village, one family, 
and one life at a time. I tell you what, now, 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 our mission <laughs> director there, Ralph. Okay, I mean, these missionaries have compassion and courage, and he knows what that water is. If that filter didn't work, he ain't drinking that water. <laughs> He's already seen all those grapes, so he didn't have to wonder what that water does. That filter, listen, it works, and it works for a long time. It actually works in most instances for over a year and up to three years. And then we can replace them. But here's the beauty, Betty. We can give three families one of those filter systems, and we actually give them that bucket. And, and that's just awesome. You put a little dirty water in it, and then you get clean water. Now, it takes $100. I just, I'm saying, Lord, I don't like to ask people for $10 or $100. I want them to give a whole well. It costs $4,800 for a well. If you can give a well, don't listen to this $100 deal, okay? Listen to it. <laughs> but you, if you've got $100, you give three families clean water, baby. That's great. But don't, hey, if you can drill a well, drill a well. Now, this is what's important. People give $48 or $144, and they give 10 people water the rest of their life, or they give 30 people water the rest of their life. So think about those numbers. But you say, that $100 sounds good to me right now. Do it and help us give three families. But we've got to have 188 wells in crisis series. The missionaries have said, this has to be drilled in a matter of weeks, in a matter of months, or the whole village could die. So we've got the rigs. You gave us another rig last year. Thank you. You repaired and replaced one that was down and replaced it. So now we're ready to go. But we need a lot of help right now. This is the last week. And we've got to have about a million dollars immediately. So we go right there. Father, raise that up. Betty, what's in your heart to say to our incredible friends? I just love it when we can show you what the results of your love is doing. You know, you see the, the water wells done and they, they pump that water out. And we've been there, James, when the first time they see that clean water coming out. Those children get so excited, they even play in it a little bit, you know, because they, they know what a difference it's going to make. And then the possibility of the filters, that is just... It's incredible. And I, I just, my heart, I feel, like my, I feel like I got a big smile across my heart because it pleases God that we reach out to those that are so desperately in need. These mothers that love their children so much and all they need to do is to have fresh, clean water for them and that old diseased water that, that they have to give them until we get help to them is killing their babies. So please join with us. If you can give toward the well, that's wonderful. If you can give the filters, that's awesome. So please help us. Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, Betty, we've been all over the world. And uh, missionaries say, we know we can ask you, James, because your viewers, the viewers of life today, care. And they like to share life. We have some gifts for you. One of the most beautiful bronzes I've ever seen. This is a determined eagle. Determined to soar on the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day. Eagles seek turbulence to rise higher. They seek the wind currents of jet streams. They are designed for speed they can't generate, but they can catch the speed of the wind. We're designed to be carried by a spirit that does what we cannot do apart from God's spirit. In turbulent times, we can rise. We're sending this to those of you who will help us drill a well by making a $1,200 gift or more, or drill a well to say thank you. 
but I want all of us to be determined eagles. Would you reach out today in love and say, I'm going to give a well. I'm going to give a portion of a well, 1,200 or 2,400. Pray another person joins me or three join me. Or would you give $144 to give 30 people water? Whatever level you could help, would you give three families a filter system? Go online, Life Today, take your bank card, dial the number there on the screen. Many are calling in for prayer, but you be persistent. You call and say, here's my bank card number. I want to make the gift God put on my heart. If you write a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us you're putting it in the mail. Thank you for sharing the love of God. Thank you for giving water for life. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently identified 188 remote villages in Southern Africa where children are suffering from contaminated, disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill fresh water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will provide for 10. $72 provides for 15 people and $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you experience a deeper connection with God. Please consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our rigs cannot reach, and you may request our No Greater Name canvas print. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Living amazed is my journey. I believe you'll begin to live amazed. It's in the bookstores now. It is a sheer joy to hold this up, this amazing story. Stephen, both of our journeys have inspired other people to begin to live amazed. That's when Jesus sent another of the same kind. You can all live amazed. You can be full of me. The one you've had here in the body now lives in you. You have no idea what God can do with you. This, this story, and by the way, and this is big. You know, this is a big book. I don't think your publisher's giving it away. <laughs> if you help us drill a well, and we're sending you some gifts that we've already told you about because we love you. But if you'd like to have this book, you say, James, would y'all just send it to me to say thanks for me giving a cup of water? Yes, we will, because we'll consider this a spiritual drink of water for you. So if you want it, you help us drill a well and say, would you send me Stephen's book? Sure. Why don't you encourage your friends to go get one online or in the bookstores, would you? Join me saying thanks to God for Stephen Curtis. And thanks to Stephen.
In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robison shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, available now at online and retail bookstores. The first uh, 72 hours were just overwhelming. Rick and Tommy experienced unimaginable pain when their 25-year-old daughter died. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.